healing, Father, all deliverance, all protection, all might and power and dominion. So, Father, our attention is towards you. Father, we thank you. Our help comes from you. Our healing comes from you. Our deliverance comes from you. So we thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we give you all praise and honor for these things. We thank you for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was just thinking as we were singing that song, you know, we're, we lift our, our eyes to heaven. We look to him. And the question for us is, uh, uh, what are you looking at right now, right? People say, have you seen the price of eggs? <laughs> well, what are you looking at? Is, is God not bigger than a chicken? Uh, surely he is bigger than a chicken, right? If, if we're looking at the price of eggs and uh, we're not able to overcome because of that, people say, have you seen the price of gas? Uh, God's not bigger than liquid fire. I mean, surely he's bigger than something you put in a gas tank, right? Uh, and what is your attention on? Amen. Uh, where, where are you looking to? Amen. And, uh, you know, the economy starts going down. Well, you know, I might lose my job. Uh, you're looking at your employer as your source. Amen. Is, is your employer your source? Did your, did your employer die for you? Would your employer die for you? If you went into your boss's office, hey, I'm having some problems, would you mind dying for me? Uh, I've got, I've, you know, I think if you died for me, I think I could overcome. I, I think he's going to say, I, I'll pass. That'll be a hard pass. That'll be a hard no on that. Uh, the answer is no. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's not going to happen, right? But uh, w where are you looking? Remember what Peter told the man in Acts chapter 3? He said, look on us. Amen. Uh, he told the man, look to, to where your source comes from. And of course, Peter wasn't his source, but Peter carried the source that the man needed uh, uh, to overcome his sickness. Amen? Amen. And we are the carriers of the same source. Amen. Amen. Uh, but for us individually, what is, he said in Proverbs chapter 4, attend to my words. Amen. Uh, and what are you looking at, right? To attend means to pay attention to. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What are you paying attention to? Well, I just, you know, I just, uh, this, 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 uh, you know, uh, whatever sickness and disease people come up with, you know, uh, and um, I mean, they will pet it and, and they will protect that sickness and disease and almost brag about it. Well, you know, I got this, you know, and they'll say, you know, well, my, my bursitis is acting up, you know, or my, my, um, uh, my arthritis is acting up. It's your arthritis? I thought it came from the pits of hell. Uh, it can't be your arthritis. I mean, if it's yours, keep it then, right? Uh, and so, but you know, we're so we're so sloppy in our words and our uh, our profession that we just leave the door open for the devil to walk into our lives all the time. Because thanks, I'll I'll be there tomorrow. You know, oh, you, uh, you your your um, uh, your arthritis. Yeah, I'll be there this afternoon. I'll double up on it. And 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 so, are we are we really looking to the Lord as our helper? as our source, if we're really looking at him, you know, then we're not paying attention to, to the things of this natural world. Amen. The, the, I mean, the things in the, they're real, right? They exist in this natural realm, but they should carry no sway over our lives. Amen. We shouldn't be moved by these natural things. Amen. And yet oftentimes we are moved by the things that we observe and experience in this natural realm. Uh, and we need to change our focus. You know, faith is uh, in, intently looking at the Lord, yes. amen, as our source. 
Uh, and it's not just as our source to comfort us in difficult times, which of course that's a, a major part of the, mini- of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, but it's also deliverance in those times, amen? amen. It's not just, well, honey, it's going to be okay. You ever had people just do that? Honey, it's going to be okay. Well, does that help anybody? It help, you know. You petting on my head, tell me it's going to be okay. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, nothing. I'm not going to do anything about it. Uh, you know, when Brother Hagin was on his deathbed, uh, he just, he just uh, begged for people to, uh, he had gotten some insight into Mark 11, 23, 24, you know, especially verse 24, that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. And he, had, he didn't know if that was still available. Has that expired? Had that come to an end? Uh, is that verse that I can desire whatever I want? and I'll get the answer to it. Is that still available to us today? He didn't know. He's on his deathbed. He's a teenager, and he wasn't raised in, in any kind of a teaching environment. Uh, and so he, he had started reading in the book of Matthew because he thought, well, I'm, I'm near death. I'm also starting in the New Testament. It seems like new would be better than old, so he started in the New Testament. Uh, and so he made it all the way to Mark 11, and a spark uh, ignited on the inside of him when he came to that verse. Maybe that's my answer. But I need some more. So I, so I asked, he asked his pastor to come to him, uh, to come to his house, because he's, he's, he's bedridden, right? He's paralyzed uh, and um, almost entirely paralyzed. And uh, please come, right? Please come uh, to my house and tell, and he's going to ask him, but he, uh, is this verse true? Well, his, his pastor never came. Uh, and he put him in, fits a depression for weeks, you know, like, I mean, you know, you ask your pastor to come and you're on sick, sick bed. What, what other priorities would your pastor have other than that? Well, I've got a board meeting this afternoon, you know, uh, we're painting the nursery today, you know, uh, I mean, is that a greater uh, priority than going to see, you know, your sick, uh, sick parishioner? Uh, I, I don't know, you know, uh, you know, I can imagine when that pastor stands before the Lord Jesus, you know, hey, you know, I, of course, you know, looking back, he's, he's entirely glad that he didn't go because his grandmother said, well, I'll ask my pastor, who was a pastor of another denominational church. Uh, and he said, well, have him come in the morning because I can talk in the morning. By the afternoon, he couldn't talk because his body would wear out just even after being awake for a few hours. Well, sure enough, he came in the afternoon. He asked him to come in the morning. Please come in the morning. Yeah, I'll come when I feel like it. And so he came in the afternoon. And so, uh, so he gets in there and he, he tries to talk and ask the pastor to get his Bible because that's the only reason he wanted him there was to ask the question. Can I still desire whatsoever things? Can I pray? And uh, well, according to Mark eleven twenty four, what things whoever desire when I pray? Can I still pray? my desires, and believe that I receive them and have them. Is that still available for me today? So get my Bible, open it up to Mark eleven twenty four, and answer that question. Well, he couldn't even talk. He's just, you know, he, he, would, he would tell a story, and he'd say, I could just, he's just word, just, just this sound, just, ah, ah, ah. he couldn't even articulate a word. Yeah. And, and, of course, the pastor's just completely ignoring him, grabs his hand, and puts on, and, and holds his hand, and in the most professional, terrible voice said, uh, just, just uh, uh, hang on, son. In a few more days, it'll all be over. You know, just stay down in the middle. Of the road. It'll be all, it'll all be over. Well, that's not what the question was. The question was, how long do I, before I can die? The question was, can I get off this deathbed? Uh, and, and so, uh, of course, he left, right? Uh, and, um, and he went, he went 
pat uh, on his grandmother. It'll be okay, honey. The, 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 uh, com- uh, the, the Holy Spirit will comfort you in this difficult time, you know. Well, Brother Hagin wasn't asking for comfort. You know, he was asking for an answer to a biblical question. Because if, if the pastor had just said, yes, that's for us today, he said, okay, you can leave. Uh, I'll get up here just shortly. Uh, and, and so, uh, but he, he was in, again, it fits a depression because he couldn't get his question answered of, of the Bible. Uh, and it took the Holy Spirit to supernaturally intervene and say, yes, that's for us today. And as soon as he knew it was for him today, uh, then the Spirit of God told him and said, uh, what are you doing in bed at 1030? He said, well, people should be up at 1030 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And with all that was in him, because he was paralyzed, right? With all that, he, he grabbed a hold of the bedpost and he's thankful that he slept in a bed that had a bedpost because otherwise he didn't know how he, how he got up. But he grabbed the bedpost uh, and uh, he had no, no strength in his lower body at all. And so he's just holding on by his arms as he's sliding, kind of sliding down that bedpost. Uh, and, um, and he just made a declaration. I want, I want all the angels of heaven to know. I want all the devils of hell to know that today I'm healed. And he said, when he said that, he said, uh, like, it was like warm honey uh, came and just, like, he felt it like it was poured over his head. And he said, it was like 10,000 needles were, were, were stuck in his leg as all of his nerves came back to life. And he said, it, it hurt so bad, it felt good to actually feel something. Uh, and, and, uh, but that's what the Lord spoke to him. He said, a well person should be up at 1030 in the morning. And he got up off the deathbed. Uh, only because of one, a, a singular small verse of Mark eleven twenty four, that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And that verse is still as active today as it was when Brother Hagin read it. And then, of course, he spent the next 70 years repeating that same verse probably tens of thousands of times that, yes, this verse is still for us today. And that's where you should look. I should look at the verse that says, that whatsoever things I desire when I pray, I can believe that I've received them and I'll have them. Amen. Instead of looking at, well, I'm in bed. I can't get out of bed. Mother, the pastor won't come. The other pastor won't come. The pastor said, just hang on. You'll be dead in a few days. Uh, and and wow. his attention was on all of those things. Amen. And so often our times, our attention is on all these external things yeah. and not to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I know when, when I was dealing with some things, uh, with uh, uh, with my pastor and his church and all the all the uh, um, persecution that I was receiving in that church and still staying there because the Lord said to stay there uh, and, and um, you know I just wanted it fa- I, I wanted to find out what does it take to resolve this conflict between me and primarily my pastor but even the rest of the church right because it was a lot of times it was pig pile on chip at church and, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, you think that your answer is, is, is resolving this conflict with other people, that you'll be okay if you could just resolve this conflict with other people. And I, and I, well, I said, well, yeah, that seems like a reasonable thing to do, right? Shouldn't we as Christians be able to get along? You know, it's, it's embarrassing that the church of the Lord Jesus has so much infighting that we can't learn to walk in love towards each other. It doesn't mean we're supposed to agree with everything, amen? You know, uh, uh, we've been in churches where you know, the, the, uh, um, the praise worship leader will just fuss at the, fuss at the, at the singers and rude, be rude to them, right? Well, he's not my enemy. You know, I can still raise my hands. You know, I ain't praising with him. Uh, I can still raise my hands and worship the Lord. And the Lord said, your problem is you think that, that if you can just get this conflict resolved uh, with, uh, with your pastor that you'll be okay. 
And, you know, really, to be honest, I thought that was a reasonable thing, that if I can just get this conflict resolved. And he said, your answer, uh, he said, uh, well, he said, he said several things, but he said, uh, the root of the problem is you, which is the wrong answer. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't even do anything. Isn't that terrible? You know, he said, your problem is you. I didn't even start this. I didn't start it. I didn't keep it going. I didn't, I didn't do anything to, to make it happen. All I wanted it to be was over. Uh, and he said, but see, I'd gotten into unforgiveness. I'd gotten into bitterness and, and got my feelings hurt. Uh, uh, and he said, your answer lies in the word. Amen. That's what he told me. Your answer lies in. Now, see, I knew that because when I got saved, I, I fell in love with the word of God. And I've always loved the word of God. I knew that from the day I got saved that my answers, even if I don't know where they are, I know basically they're between two pieces of leather, front of the Bible and the back of the Bible. Somewhere in there are my answers. And I didn't have to find my answers from people. Uh, and, and, I, and I've known that all my life, but you know, sometimes we, we, we look to other things. Well, if I can just get this conflict resolved with this guy over here, I'll be okay. Uh, and so my, eye, my, my attention had, had drifted from the Word and His Spirit to people, thinking that people would solve my problems. Uh, and so I just went about just going to the word. He gave me a verse. He gave me Mark 5, 8. He said that the pure in heart shall see God. That was the verse he gave me. Uh, and, and I thought, oh, that's my answer. Because my problem was my, the condition of my heart. Even though I had started and I hadn't done anything to deserve it in, in that sense, I was still in unforgiveness and bitterness and just hurt. Just, you know, hurt. Do you ever been hurt in church? We ought not be hurt. Of all places, you shouldn't be hurt in church. It's embarrassing that churches are harming people. Amen. That pastors are harming people, that people are harming pastors. You know, uh, it's amazing to me. Now, now, you know, I'm like Teflon Don now. You know, I think that's what they call, uh, you know, like pre- people can be rude to me. It's like, well, whatever, you know. I, but still, just from a, from a, just a observation standpoint, I'm amazed at how disrespectful people can be to a pastor. I mean, you know, I've been a pastor now for, for 14, going on 15 years next month. And, and look, I don't, you don't want to disrespect. I don't, I could care less. I mean, you don't have to answer, you don't answer to me anyway. You're going to answer to the Lord Jesus someday for that, right? But still, I can't believe you would do that, right? I mean, it's not, it's not going to hurt my feelings, but I'm still like, really? You said that? You did that to me? You know, I'm the pastor of a church, right? Uh, I mean, I, we, I ordered a computer yesterday. Uh, you know, I told you we need a computer. And, um, and the, the lady was, you know, uh, who's it for, right? What's the name of the business? Because we were doing a tax-exempt uh, purchase. And, and uh, she said, what's your position in the church? I said, well, I'm the pastor. And she said, well, I, she, she said you know, my upbringing, I just got to call you Pastor Chip. So she called me Pastor Chip the rest of the conversation there. I don't even know this lady. And she's more respectful than, than many uh, Christians, right? Well, I don't call him Pastor, you know. Well, I don't, you can call me Bob and Fred for all I care. I don't, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. But you're going to stand before the Lord Jesus and answer for that someday. Amen. Uh, and so, you, uh, so my attention had been on things other than the word. It, my attention had been on if I can just make them happy. And, and, and I, I mean, I did every, I don't know. I mean, I, every week I, met, I put a, a weekly meeting with the pastor to resolve this conflict. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, and my, my goal was I'm going to go every week and meet with them an hour until I get the, whatever, whatever it takes to get this resolved. Because there was nothing, the thing I couldn't figure out is what, why are you even mad at me? I hadn't done anything. But whatever it takes, you know, uh, to get this resolved. And Chris said, I just wish you would get, fight it out, you know. But the problem with that, uh, he was a black belt in karate. Now, I'm the youngest of 11. I had a lot of battle, uh, battle experience 
but I was not a black belt in karate. You know, it had been like, you know, th three, three seconds and I'm out, right? It'd be like Mike t fighting against Mike Tyson, right? And so that was not an option, amen? Uh, and so, I mean, I don't know what she was, yeah, just fight it out. Well, you know he's a black belt, right? Uh, oh, you didn't think it was literally, yeah. Uh, and so, um, but, uh, but, you know, uh, the Lord said, your, your answer is in the word, amen? Uh, and, but every week I meet with him. You know, what, what's the problem? Well, you know, and, and at the end of the meal, are we okay? Yeah, we're good. And I can't tell you, uh, more than once, I would meet with him on like a Wednesday afternoon, 3 o'clock. We're good? Yeah, we're good. He'd get in the pulpit that evening, and he would accuse me of some manner of evil from the pulpit. Wow. Well, you know, Chip Bowley was trying to take over, the, take over the church. Just an hour ago, you said we're good. I mean, just, just not, you know, not even a day you said we were good, but now... I'm trying to take over your church. I wasn't trying to take over anything. I had no designs to take over the church. But, you know, what do you think all the people believed when he said that? You know, you've got to be so careful as a pastor to say anything, especially dealing with people, because people will believe anything you say. And, you know, in a sense, that's okay, because I should be telling the truth, right? If I'm telling the truth, you should believe what I'm saying. And so if I get up and say, well, Chip Bowler's trying to take over the church, be like, oh, I can't believe he's doing that. What's wrong with him, you know? I'm a sound man, right? Any sound man ever take over a church? You know, let me know sound man takes over a church. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> so uh, once I turn my, my attention back to the Lord as my help, because I knew if I get my heart resolved, and what happened was I got my heart resolved. I got all that out of my heart. And once I got that out of my heart, they could say what they wanted to. Would, you know, it, I didn't like it, but I got to a point where it don't matter. You don't like me? I don't care. Now, you want to say bad things about me? You want to stand up right when I'm preaching and, and, and rebuke me while I'm preaching? And they did that, right? Uh, uh, while I'm preaching about love and mercy. I don't care, you know. Uh, they, they came to my office uh, when I was at work. Uh, we had uh, on, on, one, on one Sunday night, in fact, it was the last time the pastor was there, uh, he'd gotten in uh, crossways with another person in the church. And, uh, and then the whole, whole time that he was there at that Sunday evening service, uh, in fact, it was, uh, if you want to know, it was, it was April 1st, 2007, uh, that uh, uh, he was there at the church. And he had everybody stand up uh, say things. You know, what do you think about somebody who tries to, you know, uh, disrespect the pastor? And he would just ask people, but the whole point of the question was, was to basically, uh, well, it wasn't me at that point, you know, for, well, for one time it wasn't about me. Uh, and so, you know, uh, but the whole, it was all about this one fella in the church. But he was talking about him without actually mentioning his name. And they finally said, uh, 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 Chip, what do you think? Well, you don't, don't ask me what I think if you don't want to know what I think. I mean, you know, it just, it's just disrespectful to ask me what I think. Well, I don't want to know what you think. I want you to say this, but not actually tell me what you think. Well, well you don't need me to do that. You can, you know, just get a, a tape recorder to do that. And so I stood up. I said, well, I just want to know when we're going to start doing the word. Start walking in love. I said, well, you know, so, and I called his name, uh, so-and-so. He's sitting right there. Why don't we just go shoot him right now? Wow. <laughs> I mean, he's right there. This is, you know, just this, this, you know, we can be like Frank, the Frankenstein story of Frankenstein. Go burn him at the stake. He's right there. You know, what, when are we going to start doing the word and walking in love? Now, now, people thought I was being disrespectful. I mean, I'm telling you, we should walk in love. That's disrespectful. How is that disrespectful? It's disrespectful because it's not the party line. I, you know, I'm not a rebellious person, but, but I am not one to, to yield to sin. 
You want to try to convince me to go your way and it's a way of sin? There's no way. There's no, there's no way. I, if, the word of, if you're in conflict with the word, I'm always going with the word. I will always go with the word. You don't like it? That's not my problem. And, and the next day, someone comes to my office and said, you were disrespectful. In my office, at my, at, at where I was working, they came to my office, sat down in my chair. It wasn't my chair. It was a company's chair, but still sat down there. And you were disrespectful. And, you know, the Lord's so good. I didn't get, I didn't get mad. I just started asking questions. Okay, let's talk about it. I said, did I grab the microphone? Did I, just, I, demand, I demand equal time. I said, well, why did I start speaking? Well, they, they asked you to. Okay, so I didn't usurp any, any authority there. I didn't, I didn't grab the microphone and demand my, my time to speak. Okay, well, okay. Well, I said, so now the things that I said about we should walk in love and we should forgive people, I said, was there anything that I said that was not biblical? Did, did I say something that, you know, was, well, you know, it's okay to shoot them every now and then, right? You know, you can shoot just a few people, but, you know, most people should walk in love, but every now and then you can bury a couple, right? Did I say anything like that? I mean, everything I said, was it, was it biblical? I mean, is there anything? I said, because, look, I said, if you, if you tell me that it was, I'll stand up tomorrow and repent in, the whole, in front of the whole church. No problem. I'll be glad to do it. Well, no, I mean, what you said was, was okay. I mean, there's nothing. You know, there's, you know, they're getting, every question I asked, they're getting smaller and smaller. Because, because, you know, somebody put them up to it. It wasn't them. Somebody, you go and you go rebuke him. You go rebuke him. Okay, I'll go rebuke him. I'll go, re, I'll go put him in his place. I ain't got a place. There's no place for me except for in the word, right? I, I got no reputation. I could care less, right? I, there's just no, it doesn't matter to me at all. Now, and so he comes in there you know, and, and, and starts rebuking me and, okay, you know, let's talk about it. I said, so, well, now, so it says walking in love and I didn't usurp anything. I said, what about, was my heart, was I, was I you know, uh, disrespectful to anybody? You know, was, was my heart okay? Was I respectful to the pastor, which I was? Was I, you know, uh, I mean, well, well, yeah, yeah. So, so I didn't usurp authority. I didn't say anything that was unbiblical. I didn't disrespect the pastor in doing that. I said, why are you in my office? <laughs> you know, the when in doubt mumble, right? <laughs> and I said, well, why don't you stand up for me? You know, you're here attacking me. Why weren't you on my side? Because you said everything I did was okay. But see, then it liked that I confronted sin. And some people don't like it when you confront sin. They just they go, how dare you? How dare I do what? Well, act like a Christian? And so uh, it, it, was, uh, uh, it was interesting because, uh, uh, I mean, basically he had to leave with his tail tucked between his legs because he came in all, all puffed up. I mean, you know, he kind of rebuked me, you know. And look, if I, you know, People that are, that are carnal will puff up right back at them. Oh, yeah, you want to step outside and say that to me? But if you've got no reputation, it's like, look, just tell me where, just point to a specific thing that I did was wrong, and I'd be glad to repent. I've got no reputation. I, you know, and so if you've got no reputation, you don't mind subjecting yourself to somebody else's review if, if you have no fear in your life. Because if you're looking at the Word and the Spirit, you're under no pressure because you can still miss it, right? No doubt. I said, well, you know, was there a verse? I, you know, well, yeah, that verse right there. Okay, well, fine. We'll repent. Well, no, he couldn't find anything. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, you know, my, I have learned over the years that, that my eyes will stay on Jesus. Amen. Amen. If, people, uh, if people get crossways with me, and they do, 
on occasion. Uh, I will still look to Jesus, amen? Uh, you are not my source, and I should not be your source, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, I had, I had one fellow call me up, uh, and, you know, I would encourage you, of course, no one here has done this, but I would encourage you, don't call up and begin the conversation with an accusation. And they called up and said, uh, you need to quit telling my wife what to do. Uh, and I, well, first of all, I ain't told your wife what to do about anything, right? Uh, and and uh, I said, it wasn't me, because uh, clearly they didn't know me. I said, well, if you knew me, you would know I would never do that, right? I would never uh, tell somebody, here's how you need to run your life. Well, that's not my job. My job is to tell you what the Word says. The Holy Spirit's job is to tell you how to apply that to your life and, and work, work out your own salvation. Amen? My job is not to become your Holy Ghost. Now, some pastors like that. They like to become your Holy Ghost, tell you what car to buy, what job to take, and what person to marry, and you know, what chair to sit in. That's not my job. That job is already taken, and it's filled with somebody much more qualified than I will ever be uh, in order to, uh, uh, to fill that place. Amen? Uh, and so uh, they, uh, they started out with an accusation. Uh, you know, and it's just disrespectful. It's disrespectful to, to just me, not as a pastor, but as a human being. You know, if you don't know, now if you, if you got evidence, you know, video evidence, you go, hey, were you over there? Did, you know, uh, did you do this thing that I, well, well, yeah, okay, well, you're a terrible person. Okay, well, that's fine, right? Now that you got evidence and that I confess to it, that's fine. But you don't know, you just assumed, and maybe someone even told you. Well, yeah, they did that. I mean, how valuable uh, is an eyewitness? You know, the, the lawyers hate eyewitnesses because they're the worst actual witnesses. Uh, uh, they, need, they want hard evidence, like a photograph or an audio recording or, or video because eyewitnesses be like, oh, yeah, I saw him do it. You know, what, what did he look like? Well, he's six foot tall and he's blonde and blue eyes. And the very next guy you ask them, well, what, what did he look like? Well, he was short. He was like four feet tall. He was 600 pounds. He had dark hair and black eyes. You know, it's like, what? Did you saw the same thing? Yes, we were at the exact same place. And to be like, what? what did, 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 this just doesn't make any sense, right? And so um, what, what, what are you looking at? If you're dealing with sickness and disease, what are you looking at? Is the doctor your help? Are we thankful for it? You know, we can be thankful for, for medicine, amen? amen? In fact, we were, we were talking to somebody when we were in Florida, and they believe in healing. They, they, and they, were, they would uh, encourage other people to believe in healing. And they said, but, but, you know, I'm on medication. And some people said that I'm being a hypocrite for doing that. I said, you're not a hypocrite. I said, if your faith is still in the Lord, you can take medicine by faith, Amen. You can believe God that this medicine will do exactly what it's supposed to be, nothing, do exactly what it's supposed to do and nothing else. Isn't that faith? That's still looking to the Lord. Amen. Amen. I said, if that's true, then Timothy was wrong to, to take a little wine for his often infirmities. If that's true, then, then uh, Hezekiah was wrong for having a fig put on his, on his boil to remove that sickness. If that's true, then Naaman should have never gone to the river Jordan. If that's true, then, then the, man should, the leper shouldn't have gone to the pool of Siloam and go and wash. Uh, then, then we should never apply any natural things to anything at all ever because uh, uh, that's not faith. It should just do it purely, entirely supernaturally without any, any natural assistance at all. Well, then, then there's too many uh, stories in the Bible we need to rip out of the Bible. 
Amen? Uh, now, all of those cases were all, all, all infused with a supernatural revelation. Amen? How did, how did the Lord Jesus know to send the leper to the pool of Siloam to go wash? Because the Spirit of God said, go do that. Uh, well, how, how did uh, Paul know to tell Timothy to drink a little wine for your often infirmities? Because the Spirit of God told him that. How did uh, Isaiah the prophet know to go and, and apply figs to, to King Hezekiah's, to his boil or whatever the sickness was? Uh, some people say it's boiled, some of the other things, but regardless of what it actually was, how did the, the prophet know to do that? The Spirit of God told him to do that. So it was all infused with supernatural things. And if the Lord says, you stay on your medication, is that not supernatural? Yep. Well, that's supernatural, right? If the Lord doesn't tell you to get off of it, then stay on it. Yep. That's still supernatural, amen? And you stay on it until the Lord says, okay, it's, it's okay for you to get off of it. And if he doesn't tell you to, to do that, then you stay on it. Amen? Because if you just do it on your own, well, I just, you know, I'm going to do it by faith. Well, faith is, is being directed by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Jesus told the leper to go to the pool of Siloam and go, why? I'm not going. You don't remember Naaman, how, how, fuss, how fussy he got? Little baby got, got mad because the prophet, wasn't even, it wasn't even a prophet, it was a prophet's helper, went out there and said, go wash seven times in River Jordan. And what did they do? We got, better, we got better rivers in Syria. You know, I don't have to go to no dumb, dirty uh, Jordan River here in, in, in Israel. I got way better uh, rivers where I'm from. And, and people do a lot all the time. Well, I don't need to take no medication. You know, I'm, I'm faith man. I mean, but if the Lord said to, to go wash in the River Jordan, and, and finally he had to have some, some uh, you know, uh, uh, a hireling under him, so you know, hey, he didn't ask you to do a big thing, right? Grow up, you big baby. Uh, and just, he was just small. I mean, you go dip seven times, it doesn't work, it didn't hurt nothing. Just go do it. And so he did, and of course, he came, came clean. But the, the, there's so much, see, I think that's fanaticism when, when, you, when you have to do it only your way, and there's no other way to obtain healing except your way, which is entirely by yourself, only by the Word of God and faith, which is God's best and ideal, the ideal way to do it. Uh, but how many different ways has the Lord given us to obtain healing? Isn't laying on of hands one of the primary ways that Jesus uh, dispensed healing in his ministry? Well, I don't, you know, why do you need hands laid on you? Oh, thou weak in faith. I mean, it, but because God loves us and he's merciful to give us many in varying ways to obtain healing because he knows we're not all at the same place in faith. And so be okay wherever you are in faith. Don't ever get under, don't, and I told the lady, I said, don't ever let somebody condemn you because you're taking medication. Don't, and don't ever condemn yourself because you're taking medication. You do whatever you got to do uh, by the direction of the Holy Spirit. If he says, take it, then just take it. Well, I, I shouldn't have to do it if I'm in person of faith. Well, that may be true technically, but you're not there. If you're not there, then be where you're at. Amen? If, 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 you, if you need to take the medication to stay alive, well, then stay alive long enough to develop your faith. Yes. No point in dying early trying to increase your faith. Uh, it's just, there's the, see, I think that's fanaticism when, when you can only do it one way. Because the Bible doesn't give us one way. The Bible gives us many different ways, varying ways, lots of different ways to obtain healing and, and different levels of faith are required for every type of, of healing, method of healing that he's given to us. Amen? And, and so, yeah, it'd be nice to be up here all the time. Perfect faith all the time. But, you know, sometimes she just said, oh, you have little faith. Sometimes he said, you have no faith. Well, I mean, little faith is still better than no faith, right? 
Well, he called me little faith, you know. Uh, I mean, somebody comes and says, oh, he, he called you little faith, ha ha. Well, he's, he said, you got no faith. So I'm still ahead of you, right? And, and all that's, that's all that matters anyway is just being ahead of you, right? I know it doesn't matter where I'm at, I just have to be ahead of you. Uh, and, and so, uh, what are we looking to? See, we should never, uh, we, get, we get so boxed into fanaticism. See, I don't think it's fanatical at all to say God wants to heal you every single time without exception uh, for every human being that's ever breathed air on the earth. That's not a fanatical statement. That's just a, a reflection of who God is. That's not fanatical at all. Fanaticism is there's only one way to do it and ignore everything else in the Bible. Uh, that's fanatical. Uh, and, and that does get people into trouble. A lot of people who, who do things, well, so-and-so did it entirely by faith, so that's what I'm going to do. Well, then die. Because your faith is not in the Word or His Spirit. Your faith is in them, their experience. Well, the Lord never said that, that you'll hear somebody's experience and that'll cause faith to rise up in you. He said, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word, the word amen. You know, we are encouraged by, uh, by people's testimonies. You know, when I hear somebody's testimony of doing something or receiving something that I've not, I've not experienced in my life, I will be encouraged, okay, then, then if they can do it, then, then I can obtain it too. So now I'm going to ignore everything they said. I'm going to go to the Word and find out how they got it by the Word. I'm gonna, I'm, but I'm not just going to do it. I'm not going to follow their natural, because then, see, my eyes are on them. Well, they just went and just burned all, uh, all of their uh, medicine and, and uh, uh, flushed it down the sink there. Uh, that, then that's what I'm going to do. Well, then your eyes are on them. But if they said, the Lord spoke to me, and I did what he said, uh, and now I'm healed. Well, then, Lord, uh, what is it that you want me to do? Well, for you, I want you to do this, this, and this. Okay, Lord, then, I'll, then that's, see, that's following their example. Even if the Lord told them to, to get rid of their pills, but he told you, make sure you take your pills every day exactly at 9 a.m. Okay, Lord, then at 9 I don't know. Well, why 9 a.m.? I don't know. If the Lord says take it at 9 a.m., then you take it at 9 a.m. Amen? Amen? You don't have to know why. Uh, and so uh, we, we need to keep our eyes on him. Amen? In every circumstance, every situation, uh, whether in, what happens when people get uh, sickness or disease in their life, their entire attention is, is focused on that sickness. And especially if it's something that requires a lot of uh, uh, medical intervention, right? Uh, if it requires going to the doctors or taking medication, then their whole life sometimes can revolve entirely around that sickness and disease. Uh, and, it, and it does require a lot of effort then to, to not just focus on that only. But a lot of people, when you talk to them, uh, they almost enjoy that attention they get from What's your sickness and disease? Oh, it says, I got to do this, I got to do this every day. You know? And all of our conversation is only around their sickness and disease and the maintenance of that. Uh, and uh, you can tell that their eyes are on that. Uh, and they want your eyes to be on that too. Uh, and, you, you know, it's not that I'm uncaring, but it just, it doesn't matter to me, right? People, you know, they want, they want to go into all the details about their sickness and disease. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's not an uncaring thing it's because if the Lord's our answer, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, you got stage 16 cancer. It doesn't matter. The Lord's our healer. Amen. So I don't need to hear. Now, look, I mean, sometimes it's, it's helpful for people to tell you that. And, you know, I'll, I can listen attentively. But some people, when they, all they want you to do is pay attention to their sickness and disease. To me, it's, it's ultimately boring. I mean, it's so, it's so boring. It's it just, I, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, and I, look, it's not everybody's that way. But, you know, I mean, one, I was talking to one lady as she was leaving the church one day after healing school. And she started telling me about all of her problems that her husband was having. And she started talking about how, well, you know, sometimes God just wants you to be sick and he's trying to teach you something, you know. And, 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 I'm, and I didn't say nothing, right? I wouldn't say anything. 
because it's not my job to rebuke you every time you say something that's not 100% right. I mean, that's not my job. I mean, that's not a, that's not a job description. Uh, now, some people think it's their full-time job. Well, you said was wrong, you know. I'm, I'm not the confession police, right? No, that's not my job. But see, but see, but I must have had this look. Like, I didn't say anything, but my look was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm not hearing. And, and so she kind of stopped halfway, and she said, you don't believe a thing I'm saying, do you? I said, well, no, ma'am, what you're saying is not biblical. I mean, you know. I, I can't hook up with it, you know. It's not God's desire for people to be sick to teach you something, amen? That's dumb, right? Let's all go, let's all go start elementary school, but before, on day one, go, go lick this bubonic plague and so you all could be near death so then we can learn our ABCs. Is that, does that, would that help anybody? Would that help any children? To go, let's go get you double pneumonia and, 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 and that way uh, we can teach you reading and writing. I mean, is that, is, is that curriculum anywhere in the, in the I mean, uh, I mean the, the curriculum nowadays is insane with all the crazy transgender stuff, you know, all that stuff. But even that would be crazy, right? I mean, it's already crazy enough, but even the crazy people would say that's crazy, right? Uh, and so, no, nobody does that, right? Uh, and so, you know, I mean, I, I, was, I was not unkind to her, but I did say that, you know, uh, I said, Nothing you've said uh, is scriptural, and I can't hook up with any of it, you know. And, of course, she, she left and never came back, you know. Uh, you know, I, that, that's still amazing to me because if someone said that to me, that everything I just said was unbiblical, I'd have to go and prove, prove them wrong. Oh, yeah? I'm going to go read my... I, I, I'll be back next week because I want to show you where you're wrong. <laughs> everything I said was biblical. And after studying for an entire week, it'd be like, I, I'd have to come back and go, well, you was right. You know, it would bother me to, for somebody to correct me like that and tell me that everything I'm saying is wrong and me not even do anything about it. I'd be like, well, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I just, when so, if someone tells me that I'm wrong about something, I've got to go find out why I'm wrong about it. Amen. You know, I'd have to go and, and get some more information. I couldn't just let it lie and just, and just say, well, I'm right. I mean... Because if I say I'm right, immediately my heart would say, well, why are you right? Do you have any book, chapter, and verse for that? Do you have any Bible for that? Do you have any Bible for that particular belief? I mean, my heart would, my heart would, my spirit man would be like, you've got you to gotta answer that question. Now, if there's a question that you're not right, you've got to answer that question just for your own sake. And, and it's, not, it's not good enough for me to, well, that's just what I believe. That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Where'd you come up with that belief? What's the basis for that belief? You know, it's all the time that people do things and say things and no, no consideration of what's the foundation of what you believe. You know, I hear people all the time praying about, you know, the blood of Jesus and protecting you with the blood of Jesus and, and praying the blood of Jesus around you. And, you know, there's no basis for that doctrine. There's not a single verse anywhere in the New Testament says, pray the blood of Jesus for your protection. Not a single verse. Not a single verse for... There is, the name of Jesus will, will deliver you from everything. The name of Jesus is the basis of our authority. But there's no basis for the blood of Jesus being our protection. The blood of Jesus washes us from sins. It paid for our redemption. It's wonderful and we're thankful for it. It's amazing substance, but it doesn't do anything as far as your day-to-day -day, uh, walk in the Lord and, and the victory and the authority that you walk in as a child of God. That's all wrapped up in the name of Jesus. It's a name above every name. The blood of Jesus isn't a name above every name. It's the name of Jesus' the name that's above every name. Uh, and, and so, and I've had, uh, you know, I've had people tell me, well, I'm going to believe it anyway. 
well, fine, die. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not wanting to die, but, but you know, you've got to be careful. When, when somebody tells you what, what, you, what you're doing is wrong, biblically, see, before that, you're in mercy, right? Because you're just in, in the, the mercy of ignorance. You're doing something wrong, but you know, as far as you know, it's right. Nobody's ever told you it was wrong. But then as soon as, as, soon as somebody says, well, you know, that's not biblical, the mercy comes to an end shortly after that. Because then the Lord's like, well, I told you. I had somebody come and tell you that what you're believing is wrong. And you need to go back to the Word and find out the basis of what you're believing. Uh, and, and, you know, you, uh, you ever heard me pray the blood of Jesus over anybody? No. Well, you know why? Because I don't have any basis for faith for that. I want to live by the Word. I don't want to live by, well, that's what everybody does. I don't care if everybody does it. I don't care if, if the whole world does it. If there's no basis for faith, it just doesn't matter to me. And I know, look, I know Brother Hagin even talked about the blood of Jesus in that context. Uh, but he never gave a book, chapter, and verse for the basis of that faith. Well, it worked over there. Well, you know, I don't care. I, my faith is not in your experience. My faith is in the Word. If you don't have a, the basis of the Word, then, then even a, the Lord will have mercy over all of our ignorance oftentimes. We'll do something in ignorance, and, and, and you know, He'll still uh, overlook our ignorance on occasion and, and help us because He loves us. That's great. But I, I'm sure not going to base my faith upon your ignorance. Amen. Uh, and so... She said, yeah, my, sometimes God just wants my husband to be sick, you know. Well, I'm glad I'm not your wife or your husband, you know. It's like, wow, you're going to pray for me? No, I think God wants you to be sick. Well, thanks for, thanks for the help, right? I mean, you know, you, she can't, she's not hooking up with her husband. Well, I want to get well. I think God wants you to be sick. Well, now we got, we're at an impasse. I want to be well, but you think God wants me to be sick. So, so you're not doing anything to help me. So thanks for your help, right? Uh, and so... <laughs> How we got all this stuff? I guess that song just, you know, just that song, you know, just uh, what am I looking at? Amen. Uh, am I looking to the Lord? Am I looking, am I looking to, to something else? Amen. Uh, and, you know, it's really to your advantage in your own life to ask yourself, you know, what am I looking at? Amen. Uh, what, where, is, where do I look for my help? Don't ever look at your medication for your help. You know, be thankful for Lord. I thank you for this medication. I thank you that the doctor's because really, if you look, if you understand it from a biblical perspective, medication is just an act of mercy from the Lord. Some, the Lord revealed it to somebody who figured out the, the, these. Uh, the, and, and if you look at how many medications were, were, were discovered entirely by accident. You know, penicillin was in, was, uh, has changed the world, right? And all, all the antibiotics have changed the world. That, they, that was an accident, right? The, the, the man left a Petri dish uh, with, with some moldy bread over the weekend. As a doctor, he was, he was looking for something else, but he left a petri dish with some mold somehow in it, and he observed that all around the mold there was no germs. Uh, and after he came back in you know, from the weekend, and he figured out, well, there's something in, in mold that is killing these germs. And sure enough, penicillin is, comes from mold. Did you know that? Penicillin comes from mold? Uh, and so... It was a complete accident. And then it changed the world, though. So many people died of just simple bacterial infections. Millions of people around the world had died from bacterial infections. And some doctor accidentally, well, you know, you think the Lord couldn't have just set that whole thing up so he could observe that? It was just a complete accident, amen? But the Lord cares about humanity enough. And so does it take any faith? I mean, penicillin's going to do what it's going to do, right? It doesn't really take a lot of faith to to allow it to do what it's supposed to do, amen? Now, where faith comes in is to make sure it doesn't do things it's not supposed to do. 
I mean, modern medicines, you know, uh, once we got a lot of the, these basic fundamental uh, medicines, uh, like penicillin, new medications are really hard to discover. And oftentimes they, they have to put so much, uh, they don't even know why they work. It'd be like, well, what, what's about this medication works? We don't really understand why it works, it just does. But we also observe that if you take it, you know, you could you know, end up growing a third foot maybe, you know, or hair in the back of your ear or something, you know. I mean, we don't know, but, uh, and we don't know why it does those other things too, right? And so it takes, but you can use faith to, to keep it in its lane, right? Well, if it's supposed to do this, then we're gonna do that and nothing else. Well, you can apply faith to that. But in general, it doesn't take a lot of faith for it to do what it's supposed to do. Uh, and so that's a mercy, right? Mercy requires very little faith. It just does it because he cares about us. And so really medication is, a, is an act of mercy from the Lord. And if you see it that way, see, then you can add it right in line with the rest of his methods of healing. Amen. That it's, you know, it's on the low end of faith requirement, right? Very little faith. You can apply faith, make sure it does what it does. But for the most part, you know, things like penicillin is going to do what it's supposed to do. But, you know, some people can react to penicillin. So it'd be good to have some faith that it's, you're not going to react negatively to it. But, you know, eventually you get up to where, well, just the word of God alone and me believing it is sufficient to get healed. Well, that's great. But, you know, you might die 16 times before you get to that point, right? You get this infection there and you get that over there or you get this over there may be other things that you, until you get to that point, you know, you may need some help. So allow the Lord to, to uh, provide you mercy, which requires a little faith at your beginning so that you can get to that point. Amen. And then when you get there, then praise God, you know, but don't ever, you know, well, I'm over here. Where, where are you at? You know, how come you're not there? And that, that's an act of pride. Amen. And so many ministers over the years have killed people. You're, you're in sin. If you're taking medicine, you are in sin. A lot of Pentecostal preachers have told people they're in sin for taking medication. You ever heard that, uh, yeah. Brother Tony? Here, what's that? Yeah, you've heard it, uh, and, and it's completely unbiblical, oh, yeah. because you go through all those examples that I mentioned earlier. All those are based on some some natural thing that was required in order for them to obtain healing, yeah. and and yet the Lord instrumented all of those natural events, and he and he commanded it to be done that way with a natural event. And so why can't he, what's, what's the difference between washing in the pool of Siloam or washing with some special mixture from the doctor? No difference, right? It's the same thing. Uh, and and then, then believe that you'll get the healing through that natural thing, amen? Yeah, someday, uh, I mean, the, the centurion said, just speak the word only. Well, that's great. But the woman with the issue of blood said, I have to touch his hem. Well, watch, you know, he just needed a word, but she had to touch the hem. Well, if she had faith like he had faith, but he called her faith great faith, just like he called the other man's uh, faith great faith, right? Uh, and now his faith is the ideal best faith to have. Just, Lord, if you said in your word that I'm healed, then that's all I need to know. I'm good. By your stripes I'm healed. Oh, by your stripes I'm healed, I'm healed. I need nothing else. That's great. How many people will die before they get to the, where, that, where they believe that? Amen? Uh, and so she had to touch the hem of his garment, and he said... Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Didn't he he say that? Your faith in touching the hem of my garment is what got you whole. I'm going to take this medication until I'm better. Uh, Your faith will make you whole. See, your faith, well, it it, it shouldn't be, you know, you should have faith like that. uh, Jesus didn't didn't rebuke the woman with the issue of blood, did he? In fact, he commended her. Amen? Amen. Whatever you do, you should have faith. That's the point, right? Whatever you do, do it in faith. Uh, If you're taking medication, do it in faith. 
Lord, this, this dude's going to do exactly what it's supposed to do, and I will live a long, healthy life. Because for one thing, your body is a, is a product of the DNA of your parents, which was a product of the DNA of their parents. Well, you know, there's sin in the world, and, and the natural world is, is loaded with sin. And, and so everything is twisted, right? The Bible says that, that even creation groans waiting, waiting for the full redemption. What's it groaning for? It's groaning under the weight of sin. And so things get twisted, right? DNA gets twisted and natural things get twisted out of, out of alignment from where God designed it. Now, Adam didn't have that problem because there was no sin when Adam was created. And so he was, he was exempt from that, but eventually caught up with him. Then he, he died eventually, didn't he? Why? Because that DNA still got twisted from the sin in the world. And so, you know, just naturally speaking, left to its own devices, there, there are shortcomings in everybody's physical body. We can enhance that by faith, amen, and ideally by faith in the word alone, but, uh, but also between now and then until we get to that point of faith, uh, you know, we may need a little assistance. And the Lord's like, that's fine. Just if you're going to do that, do it in faith. I'm like, okay, I can do that. If you're going to, if you're going to put figs on, on that boil, do it in faith. Okay, Lord, I can do that. I can do it in faith. And don't ever get condemned. See, if Christians are condemned for anything, it's not, you know, it's not sin, but they've been told it's, it's sin. They've been told that it's sin to take medication. Uh, well, that just that doesn't make any sense, right? Then why do you go to a job? Why can't God just, just supernaturally provide for you without you going to work every day? There's no difference, right? You go to work so you get a paycheck so you can, so you can provide food for your family. You go to the doctor, you take medication so you can stay healthy and live on the earth and complete his will. Uh, well, you know, you can just have faith by just sitting at home and, and wait for magic checks to show up in your, in your, in your mailbox. There's no difference, right? Wouldn't you like to have magic checks show up in your mailbox? But people are fine with, with, with requiring some natural effort in order to obtain the blessings financially that they need, amen? There's nothing wrong with that, amen? Right. And so, uh, you know, we need, to find, we need to find balance in these things, amen? And if you look at it from the whole perspective, the whole, the whole, uh, uh, the whole methods that the Lord has provided for healing, you know, medicine is, is part of that list, Amen? Now, yeah, it's not the greatest faith, but it's okay. The woman was fine. Jesus didn't rebuke her. Amen? And she had to take the medication of touching his hem. Is there any magic potion in the hem of his garment? No, but that was her, that was her contact, point of contact of faith. Amen? Yeah. That's where her faith was at. My faith is in doing that. Uh, and, you know, uh, 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 well, it's, we ain't even... Uh, have we read any verses? We've talked about a lot of verses, though, haven't we, right? We, we, we've quoted a lot of quotes. Uh, th- there was a, a lady, we, we were having our, this many years ago, we were having our, our um, uh, when they had the parade coming through, we would give it all that water, and so somebody had come by, and they, they were needing prayer for healing, uh, or needing prayer, right? And, and so <clears throat> they said, Pastor, w- would you help us pray? And I, and I thought, okay, well, that's fine. You know, I thought it was just odd the way that they asked me to do that, because they wanted to pray, but they just wanted to be there too. Uh, and and I, look, I don't care, none of my business. But, um, and so, this, so I just go into observe, observation mode, right? It's not my deal, this is your deal, right? So, I'm, I'm, so they said, well, what, what's going on? Well, I'm, I've got surgery coming up, you know. Uh, what do you want from the Lord? Well, I, I want the Lord to give the doctors wisdom. Well, is that God's best? Well, God's best is to not have surgery, right? But where was her faith? Her faith was that the doctors would have wisdom, right? So, so what should my faith be? 
But the doctors have wisdom, right? Did Jesus rebuke the woman with the issue of blood? Well, your faith is wrong. You know, uh, it's not the hem. You just believe only. Did Jesus rebuke the woman? No, he met her exactly. In fact, the power of God just went out of him because of her faith, right? He, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, uh, mentally assent that, that I'm going to release power to this woman. There was no decision on his part. The power was released out of him because he was a container of power. It was released out of him because of her faith. He had no mental uh, acknowledgement that that was going to happen but until it happened. Amen? Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't a decision on his part. Okay, I'm going to pray for this lady and, and I'm going to release uh, power into her life to affect this healing and cure. There was nothing like that on his part. It was entirely based on her faith. Uh, and so, uh, so this woman said, I, I want uh, the, the doctors to have wisdom to know what to do. Well, is that fair? Well, then you know that's fair. Because, you know, they call it practicing medicine for a reason. Well, we don't know what to do. Let's just try and see what, what works, right? Uh, that didn't work. Note to self, don't do that again, right? Uh, how many uh, entries are in the medical books? Yeah, don't do this. Why, why, why not? Well, we tried it before, and, you know, that didn't work out. Uh, anybody ever read the history of how they figured out blood types? You know, you got A, you got a B, and O, and, and it used to be a, a, B, C, and they changed C to O for whatever reason. Uh, well, the, the reason they figured out, well, they thought, well, blood is blood. Let's just see if we can transfuse blood from me to you. And, and the first time they did it, hey, it worked. Wow, well, this, is, this is great. The second time they did it, in three days, the guy turned black and died. Well, okay, well, that didn't work so good. Anybody know why? Nope. Uh, let's try it again. You want to? Yeah. And then it works again. Oh, hey, let's say it works every time. The next guy's like, you know, three days later, he's dead. He's like, wow. There's got to be something there. Reckon, was it because it was Tuesday? Well, we gave that guy on Tuesday. Maybe it's Tuesday. Don't give him well, they found out blood types are a big deal, right? And, and you got to be, and, they, and once they figured out that that's a thing, then they did all the science and they figured out all the rules and regulations about, okay, this blood types work for that one or whatever, right? And so, uh, but that's, that's why they call it practicing medicine. Uh, amen? Don't, you know, uh, how sure are you that's going to work? I'm, I'm 50% sure it's going to work, you know? Really, I, I, can I get better? Where can I get better odds than that, right? Uh, and so, 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 again, I'm in observation mode. So the people that are praying for this lady says, no, no, we're going to pray that, uh, and believe God that you don't have to have any surgery. So what they do? They rebuked her, says, your faith is wrong. You are, you, are out of, you are out of the will of God by believing that God will supernaturally intervene and give the doctors great wisdom to know exactly what to do and when to do it. You're wrong. Well, was she wrong for, for that? She went wrong. See, that's fanatical. That's because that's where her faith was. I'm going to get the surgery, but I want it to go well. Uh, and and uh, well, then you could say, okay, well, then let's, let's add to that you have good recovery. And most people, oh, yeah, I can do that. Let's believe God that you get speedy and full recovery from the surgery. Everybody, oh, yeah, I can do that. Because you haven't changed their faith. You're just, you're, you're just making sure that, that they have a, 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 a good experience with the whole thing. But instead, they rebuked her. And they slapped their hands on her and prayed for her, and she went down and had her surgery with, with no help of the people that prayed for her. And see, I, you know, I can't, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm the pastor, it's in my church. I could have rebuked them and said, well, you're wrong. I'm not going to do that. Not, that would be disrespectful to them, right? I could talk about them, right? But you don't know who I'm talking about, so it doesn't matter, right? But, but uh, and so, uh, let, let's, uh, uh, let's follow the word, and let's keep our eyes on him, Amen. See, what, in that situation, because they were praying right over here, I keep pointing over here because that's where they prayed for, right there, that spot. And they were, they were sin right there, right? When they rebuked her, they were in sin. 
they were wrong for doing that. Uh, but uh, see, their eyes were not on the lady who needed prayer. Their eyes were not on the Lord. Their eyes were on themselves. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to be the man of faith and power, and I'm going to get you healed by my own faith. See, it's too often we, we inject our own uh, glory. Well, if I, if I pray for them and they get healed, I'll be famous. Everybody, everybody want to see me because I'm the one who prayed for them. They didn't say that word, but that's where the, by rebuking her faith. They wanted the glory for, for, and the attention for praying for this woman to get results. And when your attention is to obtain glory uh, in, instead of the Lord, uh, you know, I don't want you praying for me, right? Uh, yeah, you know, if you, if you want to get a glory by you praying for me, uh, uh, that's you know, I'd rather go home and count my uh, uh, how much uh, grass I've got in the yard, you know. Uh, and so, it's uh, uh, well, what song are we singing next week, right? <laughs> uh, let's keep our eyes on the Lord, Amen. amen. Uh, keep our if we'll keep our eyes always first on the Word, always first on the Word. And secondly, on his spirit, because sometimes the spirit of God will say, you need to do this. Okay. Yeah. See, if the Lord tells you to do something, well, that's still, you know, still the Lord. Amen. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, uh, Brother Hagin had a story just like that, just, just like that story with the woman there. He had a story just like that where uh, he, was, he was trying to get uh, this woman healed. And she said, I just, uh, Brother Hagin, I just don't have the faith to, to, uh, to get supernatural healing. And he said, so where is your faith? She said, my faith is that uh, the surgery goes well. He said, okay, then that's what I'll hook up with. Yeah. See, that's why I like listening to people who know stuff. Because it's, to, to me, that's wisdom. He said, all right, we'll, we'll believe God that, that, uh, a, a great surgery and full and speedy recovery uh, and everything will go well. And after the surgery, it was a, a kind of major surgery. Uh, the, the nurses came in and said, well, uh, you need a shot for pain? No, I feel great. Uh, you don't need a shot of pain. No, I, I feel great. And doctor came in. the doctor came in and said, you need a shot of pain? She said, no, I'm doing great. You can't be doing great. You just had major surgery. I'm going to give you a shot for pain. And that was a once and done. He never gave her another shot because she's like, I don't, need, I don't need a shot of pain. Why? And in fact, the doctor told Brother Hagen, she said, he said, that is the most miraculous recovery I've ever seen. Nobody ever recovers that quickly. Well, is that God's ideal? No, but it's still, she's alive and it's supernatural. And I'd rather be alive and supernatural than, than, you know, dead and not supernatural, right? I mean, it seems like a pretty simple exchange, but some people are like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe God or die. Well, you know, that's, so great. that's great if you're in that place of faith. Some people get that place of faith. Well, Lord, I, ha- I have to do that. That's fine. There, and people have been successful in that. A lot of people are in the grave because of that same statement. I'm going to believe God or die. Well, have you been reading the Word? No, I don't read the Word. Well, can you quote any verses on healing? No, but I know there's some in there, you know. I think, you know... God loves me, and, you know, Mary had a little lamb, and so, you know, I can get healed by that. Well, that's not a Bible verse, you know. Well, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Well, that's not a Bible verse. Well, um, you know, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. That's not a Bible verse either. Well, uh, I know there's some in there. You, you, you know, th- then you're not going to make it, right? I'll be preaching your funeral, uh, and, and I'll try to make up something good about you. You know, you have to make it up because uh, they weren't in faith. They died, so, you know, too bad for them. Maybe you can do better than them, right? And so... No, it, it, let's, let's walk our own path, amen? Be okay wherever you are in faith and try to get better tomorrow, amen? And wherever you are in faith, if it's low faith, Lord, I still got some faith, Lord. I believe that you're my Savior. That's faith, right? I believe I'm on my way to heaven. That's faith, right? Everybody's got faith. Every Christian's got faith. The Bible says you've got a measure of faith, amen? 
Uh, and so let's pray and thank the Lord for uh, at least the words we did quote. Amen. And so, Father, we do thank you for your word. And, Lord, our eyes are on you. Father, we focus our attention upon you. First and foremost, Father, to your word, that your word is so. That when you said that by your stripes we were healed, Father, then that word uh, is, is, is settled. It's not up for debate, Father. It's not up for questioning. You stated it. It's, it's a fact, Father. And so, Lord, how that healing comes then is, is up to our level of faith. If it comes through surgery or through medication or through the laying on of hands or simply believing you alone, we're thankful that you've given us such a, a variety of ways to attain healing. And Lord, we will do whatever it's necessary to obtain that healing uh, and, and to receive that healing, Father, so that we can continue to do your work on the earth. And we refuse to allow anyone to ever condemn us for our place of faith. We will be satisfied and, and pleased and happy exactly where we are and desiring to get better tomorrow. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And we give you all praise and honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. You know, the Lord desires to heal you. Amen. Amen. Let's keep our eyes on him. Amen. And let's not ever get condemned for wherever we are in faith. Uh, too much of the church will condemn you if, if you're not where they are or you're not where they think they are. Uh, because if they really were the way they think they were, they would never condemn you for where you are. Because they were where you were someday, right? I mean, uh, nobody came out of the womb with perfect faith today. Amen. Uh, and so, praise God. Let's get ready to receive uh, this afternoon's offering. You know, for me, uh, when I got saved, I didn't, I didn't know anything, so nobody ever told me God wouldn't heal. So when I heard somebody say that God will heal you, it was easy for me to accept it. I didn't have to unlearn anything. I didn't, I didn't have any old baggage of, well, you know, sometimes God heals you, sometimes he doesn't, you know, well, if it's his will, he'll heal you, but sometimes it's not. I didn't have to unlearn anything like that. It was easy, amen? It's always been easy for me to believe in healing because I've never been taught anything else other than God desires to heal you, amen? Come ahead, Mr. Jared. But, you know, if you've been uh, steeped in that over the years uh, about, well, you know, if it's God's will, he'll heal you, but we don't know. So we'll sling a, we'll, we'll, we'll throw a dart, a prayer out there and if, it, and if we hit something, that's great. You know, you'll live. But if we miss, uh, you know, sorry. See you in heaven, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's tough. You know, it's tough out there in a the church sometimes, right? Well, Lord, if it's your will, heal him. You don't know? Well, why are you praying for me, right? I mean, what did, uh, remember we read F.F. Uh, F. Bosler's book, and, and he made this a great statement. He says, faith begins where what? The will of God is known. So if you don't know the will of God, there's no faith, right? I mean, how, what are you actually believing if you don't know the God's will? Well, I'm believing that maybe it'll work. Well, that's not really faith, right? Maybe it'll work is not faith, amen? Anyway, praise God. The Lord is good. Uh, Y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful week in the Lord. And uh, we'll read some scripture next week, right? <laughs>